For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's the TD Fantasy. The TD Fantasy Podcast. TD Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TD Fantasy Podcast. Paige Demakos, Jake Arians, and Jamie Eisner. And we have two championship games to talk about and two very good championship games. I think. We start off with the NFC. Obviously, that's the first game. And if you asked us at the beginning of the season, if I do recall, I think we might have all picked this as the NFC Championship game. I know I picked the Saints to... No, to, I did. I didn't pick the Saints to get you, there. But I you picked, picked the Rams. The Rams. You picked the Rams to get there. I picked the Saints to, to win it all. Um, and I'm sticking with it. I, I think it's still looking pretty good. Uh, the Rams are on the road. They're going to play the New Orleans Saints. And the Saints are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Jake, let's start off with you. Um, after a what I would say is a pretty poor performance last week from the New Orleans Saints at home, they still get the victory, but they look sloppy for most of the game. Uh, what do you expect to see from the New Orleans Saints in this game? I think we're going to see a lot different game than we saw the first time around. Everybody's expecting it to be you know, 38-35 again or whatever it ended up being last time. Um, both these teams are kind of ground and pound running the ball right now. You can absolutely run it on the Rams. I think that's going to be the focus of the Saints, try to keep the Rams' offense off the field. On the flip side, the, the Saints are number one against the run yards per carry for the year. Um, they gave up some yards last week, but they really made some nice adjustments after the first quarter. I just think the Saints have more ways to beat the Rams and then, then vice versa. I think their defense is playing a little bit better. I think Cooper Cup makes a big difference for the Rams. I don't think Todd Gurley is 100%. Uh, CJ Anderson is playing really well. All that being said, I still got to go with the home team. That dome is different. They've already beat them there once. And I just think at the end of the day, Drew Brees at home with a little bit more firepower than the Rams have gets it done. I don't think it's quite the same as last time. I'll go 27-24 and go with the Saints kicking a field goal to win it at the end. So right on the line. There's a little bit of So if I got to lean one way or the other, I probably lean lean towards the Saints to cover. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm with you on this one. I think if the Rams have Cooper Cup, I think I would have picked them to win this game. That offense hasn't quite been the same. As you mentioned, Gurley's banged up, which is why C.J. Anderson is getting so many touches. And right now he's being very effective with them, so I, I can't blame them for giving him touches. I think this game is going to come down to the two defenses. And I know New Orleans' defense hasn't gotten really the credit it deserves for how good it's been over the last half of the season and in the first game of the postseason. If the Rams can't run the ball effectively or run it as effectively as they have either last week or the weeks, the last couple of weeks of the regular season, I don't know how they're going to beat you. I, this Jared Goff isn't the same quarterback we saw the first four or five weeks of the season. I don't know where that player went, but he's not there anymore. And it's a lot of it is Cooper Cup, but it can't all be Cooper Cup. And when you're dealing with these two teams that have there's a razor-thin margin difference between the talent level, I'm going to go with the home team with the better defense to shut down the Rams in this game. Do you guys expect to see a much more tight game from the Saints? Because I do. Because I, I think the that game was – I've watched a lot of the Saints this year. They've been on primetime quite a bit. That was a really sloppy game. They took a lot of penalties in that game. you guys expect to see that shore up in, in this game at home? Because they shouldn't take offensive penalties at home as, as much as they did uh, last week. 
Yeah, I don't know if it was as sloppy as it was just lackadaisical. They came out flat to me. Uh, they got hit in the mouth the first quarter. Then they finally settled in, made some adjustments, and they started playing Saints football. I absolutely expect them to start faster this week. That atmosphere is going to be on fire. And I agree with Jamie. I think really it's whatever team can run the ball better, I think is going to control this game. And I think the Saints have a big edge in that in that margin, even though the Rams have been running it great. I just – these defenses, you can run it on the Rams. They've been, I think they were, they were either last or top bottom three in yards per carry average, and the Saints were number one. I think it really is going to come down to that. Yeah, and I'm throwing out last week's game for the Saints. They hadn't played a competitive football game since week 16. They came out flat, as Jake said. I think you're going to see a much more cohesive team. I think this was a wake-up call for them of, okay, guys, we almost lost it all by coming out and playing flat. Now you have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I think they're going to be in a lot better shape this time. I think Michael Thomas also has another monster game here. So I, I ha- I'm obligated to ask you guys both this because we talked a lot about coaching on Monday and we missed Jake because Jake gets real fired up about coaching. So I know you guys both love Sean McVay, but Sean Payton is the been there, done that guy in this scenario. Who has the coaching edge here, Sean McVay or Sean Payton? I'll let Jake answer first. That's easy. Sean Payton. That, that's not even close. I love Sean McVay. He's done a nice job, but we're talking about finishing up year two. Sean Payton's won a Super Bowl. He's won a lot of damn games. He won a lot of playoff games with Drew Brees by his side. There is no question who has the coaching edge in this matchup. Now, with Sean McVay, I continue to say, are two damn good coordinators in Fossil and Wade Phillips. And the Rams have phenomenal special teams, best kicking game in the business. That could be a monster impact in this game as well. So I'll give them the, the edge there. But when it comes to Sean Payton and having his team ready to go, there's no question who's better and who's more prepared. Yeah, I mean, McVay can get there in a number of years. He just isn't quite there yet. But I, I don't think that this weekend's as big of a we, – we have four really damn good coaches. Yes, we do. And stabs in, in this weekend. And I thought last weekend when I made the point on Monday that coaching won the weekend last weekend, particularly in the AFC – we're not going to – I don't think we're going to see that this week. I don't think we're going to see these massive – I don't think any of these coaches are going to get outcoached and blown out of the water like yeah. we saw L.A. did and like we saw the Colts were over the weekend. I think it's going to be a lot closer here. But I, I look at this. The Saints, they've been there before. Yeah. And they just have less flaws right now than the Rams do. And I, I think the Rams have a ton of talent. But I, that defense has been a – that's concerned me from the beginning of the year where they have a lot of talent – but we haven't seen a lot of production out of them. Where the Saints don't have as many big names on that side of the ball, but we have gotten good production out of them. Yeah. I'll tell you, I will say Sheldon Rankin's tearing his Achilles last week for the Saints and being out it could play a big impact on this run game. He has played phenomenal this year. I think he had eight sacks from the defensive tackle position. It was really, really solid all year. That could make an impact. I mean, the guy that's backing him up has played a ton as well. They do a nice job rotating their guys. But that's, that's a big loss regardless of how you cut it. I mean, him not being there is going to hurt them. I, I expect the Saints to have a, a traditional Saints home game. I think last week was they sluggish, lackadaisical, good good words to describe what happened last week. And, and Jamie brings up the good point. They hadn't played competitive football in quite a few weeks, and that tends to have that effect on you. Let's jump into the AFC matchup. Uh, Jamie talked about a, just a coaching clinic. We both talked about it on, on Monday by Bill Belichick. Just a chess match that was completely one-sided from from Bill on Anthony Lynn. The Patriots are three-point standard, the, the standard dog in a road game here. The Kansas City Chiefs obviously being the three-point favorite. The weather report, and I'm going to use the words because it's unbelievable. I read it and I started laughing because I'm happy I do not live in the Midwest anymore. The Arctic, An Arctic blast. That is the words that are being used to describe what it's going to be like in Kansas City. It is going to be... Very, very cold 
uh, for this football game, like negative temperatures for this Maybe. football game. Now, Maybe. Here's the thing. It's going to be cold, but it's not going to have be bad weather. And I think there's yes. a massive difference between just being cold and being cold and blizzardy, cold and rainy, cold and windy. Um, and it's going to be cold. Like I think the, the high is in the teens that day. But again, both of these teams play outdoors in the cold. It, it's, I don't think it's going to shock any of these teams. Like they're not, you don't not have a dome team coming into Arrowhead here. I, I look at this; it's very interesting because this is the first time, actually, in a Brady start that the Patriots have been underdogs in this last like sixty-nine games. Wow! When he's actually start, been the starting quarterback for the game, this is the first time they've been up two underdogs in a game. I, I said all year that this; I thought this could be the AFC Championship game, and the difference in this game would be where it was played, and I still believe that. Tom Brady and the Patriots don't have a good record of winning AFC Championship games away from home. They've, Brady and the Patriots have lost their last three AFC Championship road games. He won his first two way back when, young Brady, but these are, they've lost their last three. This is not – of the nine – Tom Brady has ten losses in the postseason. Nine of them were to teams he played in the regular season. Interesting. He, he's 12-9 and nine against teams he had played for in, a sec, in the playoffs for the second time that year. This is the kind of matchup I think that I I think Kansas City's offense is still going to be just as dynamic. I'm not worried about the weather being too cold. They played in a damn cold game last week, and their yep. offense looked just fine. Uh, I think this is going to be a close game, but I think Kansas City, if they can even come up with 80% of that defensive performance they had last week in this game, they will win this game and cover. So I'm going to preface mine by a little story. I'm going to take you back, and I believe it was 2004 AFC Championship game in Pittsburgh. Uh, or maybe it was 2000. Yeah, it had to be 2004. Um, it's the coldest I've ever been in my life. I think it was negative two degrees at kickoff. Wind chill was in the teens, negative. Tom Brady went play action, do that son of a bitch, 50, 65 yards in the air for a touchdown on the first play of the game, and they never looked back. So I don't give a damn how cold it is. Tom Brady's going to be just fine with his wetsuit on under, there, under the jersey, and he'll be ready to roll. That being said, I can't agree with Jamie Moore. I... I've got I've got the Chiefs. I don't I mean Patrick Mahomes in a sloppy, wet, awful field looked just fine last week. He had a couple get away from him, but they looked really good. The defense, I still think Justin Houston, D Ford, Chris Jones can get after Tom Brady and make a difference. A lot of my analysis from last week, which I was dead wrong on, betting against Belichick at home in the playoffs, uh, I still stand true this week. The Chiefs are a better team. They have more weapons. They have more ability to score. I think their defense is just as good, but they can get after the passer a little bit better. I'm going with the Chiefs 31-27 in a close one. Arrowhead's going to be rocking at night. It's going to be a crazy atmosphere for this one, too. And you could not ask for two better championship games. Yeah, and, and you know, I just double-checked the weather report. It's, it's going to snow a little bit on Saturday. But on Sunday, and again, remember, there's a night game. 26 and 0% chance of rain or snow. It's going to be a dry field. It's not going to be windy. It's going to be cold. But, again, you can players can handle cold. Yeah. It's all the other elements that come into play that start to mess with your passing game and all the other stuff. So to me, I, I think the Chiefs are the more talented team right now. We don't have a strong history of Patriots going on the road in these scenarios. And quite frankly, they're not the better team. No, they are not. Uh, no. Your, your confidence level here, though, because the the Patriots put on a masterful performance. And I know that it was at home, but they looked good last week. And there's did, but and and you're but you're both I just want your confidence level in picking against Tom Brady. I'm in this, more confident in, this game. in the Chiefs winning this game than the Saints. Oh, okay. I'm more confident in this game, yes. Woo sheesh. I, uh 
Here's what gives me a little pause on that. Sony Michelle ran it down the freaking Chargers throat last week, and you can run it on the Chiefs better than you can run it on the Chargers. I think Brady's game plan is going to be at Belichick's run it, run it, run it, play action, first downs, long sustained drives, kick a field goal if I have to, get points, and try to keep Mahomes off the field. I think they know that that's their chance. They've been running it really well. And as Gronk is an old man in the passing game, he's still a beast in the running game. That gives me a little bit of pause. I still feel pretty good about it. But I like the Saints' home field advantage better than I like the Chiefs' home field advantage right now. So that that one is uh, that one's tough. Well, we're in for a hell of a weekend. I know mm-hmm. that's for sure. It's going to be a great weekend of football. The last thing I want to ask you guys here uh, before before we go is, Jake, we didn't get to talk to you on Monday about the experience matters. And I know that this matters to you uh, as your dad is back coaching in the NFL. And it's a conversation I had with him that experience matters in the NFL and it mattered more last week, I think, than it ever did before. You saw coaches that have experience where right now in the NFL, the conversation is everybody's trying to find the next Sean McVay. You saw the old the old guard put on a coaching clinic, and I wanted your thoughts on that. I think at the end of the day, no matter what the business is, uh, life in general, experience matters. I mean, go when you're 20 and then you're 25 and then you're 30. And in my case, now 40, you look back and go, man, I was stupid. And I thought I knew it all. There's not any difference in coaching. I mean, Tom Moore has forgotten more football than Sean McVay has learned at this point. And everybody wants the next Sean McVay. Um, I, being there and done that, to, to me, still trumps 80% of ingenuity because you know it works in the playoffs. You know what your team can do. You've just been there and done that. There's not going to be any of that overcoaching, overexcitement. And if you look at the guys left in this, other than McVay, there's a ton of experience in the playoffs here. I mean, a ton. So it absolutely matters. Uh, I mean, cohesiveness on staff, all the stuff we've talked about so many times. You look at all these guys getting hired. They don't know enough guys in the NFL to build their own staffs. The GMs are helping them build staffs, and it's just mind put. I'll put it puzzling to say the least uh, of, of what's going on with some of the stuff, but experience absolutely matters. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to think of right now. So this is Andy Reid's sixth conference championship game, Belichick's 10th, mm-hmm. 10th, 11th, and then Sean Payton's third. Yep. So, I mean, like, I mean, this is uh, the experience does matter. No, if when you look across the NFL, this is the old guard. These are the guys who have been in their position in their coaching positions for a long time or been head coaches for quite some time. So it's uh, and, and like we've discussed many a time, Sean McVay. Yes. Wade Phillips and, and Fossil been in the league a long time, been there, done that coached in games that matter, like the games that are coming up this weekend. Uh, Jake, how can everybody follow you on social media? Jake B. Arians on Twitter, Jake Arians on Instagram, and I'll leave you with this. Going into 2019, the coaches in their 60s are going to be pretty damn impressive, and I guarantee you they're in almost every game, and there will not be a lot of blowouts. Their teams will be more ready to play than a bunch of these young guys who may have good teams and may put up some interesting stats. They're going to get blown out at least a couple times next year, all these young guys, at least a couple times. I like it. Jamie? You can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at JME Eisner on Instagram, and as we said, we talked about on Monday, experience matters. You have three Hall of Fame coaches and the hottest coaching prospect in the league right now, all in these championship games. Yeah, the, the top uh, four Sean, scoring offenses. Yeah, uh, Sean McVay's uh, such a hot coaching prospect that if you've shaken his hand at some point in your life, you may or may not be an NFL coach uh, in the 2019-2020 season. Uh, guys, you can follow me at 
the uh, sports page on Twitter, P-A-I-G-E. And you can follow TD Fantasy at TD Fantasy underscore on both Instagram and Twitter. Enjoy the championship weekend. It's the best weekend of football. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.